the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Egypt, you're just like the Assyrian Empire. The Assyrian Empire seemed invincible. That is until they were conquered by the Babylonians. And, and, and why did Assyria fall? Why did the Assyrian Empire fall? He tells us it was because of their self-exaltation and their wickedness as a nation. Can you imagine a world without the United States of America? Our country is one of the premier powers in this world, and it's a hard thing to fathom. But it's important to remember, as much as we're grateful for the blessings we've experienced as a nation, this is not an eternal kingdom. It's temporary, and just like so many empires and great nations before, ours will fade away. As Pastor Dan continues our study of the book of Ezekiel, we'll be encouraged to focus our attention on God's eternal steadfast kingdom. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 31 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. going to be in Ezekiel chapter 31. If you want to turn there in your Bible for me, Ezekiel chapter 31. This section, Ezekiel is a little bit judgy, right? And so he's not going to be quite so judgy uh, after this. Uh, Chapters 31 and 32 complete his prophecy against Egypt. His prophecy began back in chapter 29, so he spends four chapters prophesying about the judgment of Egypt. And he has more to say against Egypt than the other nations that he's talked about in this section because Israel has this long history with Egypt, going all the way back to Abraham, of course. Uh, And the nation of Israel kept turning to Egypt for help instead of turning to the Lord. So they've they've got this, uh, this unhealthy relationship. With Egypt, and so God has a lot to say here to Egypt. Uh, in verse 1, chapter 31, verse 1, now it came to pass in the eleventh year, in the third month, on the first day of the month, that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his multitude, Whom are you like? In your greatness. (laughs) Now we're given the specific date here again in verse 1. It's the 11th year. It's the third month. First day of the month when this prophecy uh, came to Ezekiel. This prophecy against Pharaoh and the the people of Egypt. 
Uh, This prophecy came to Ezekiel less than two months before the fall of Jerusalem. Uh, And the Lord says to Egypt again, Whom are you like in your greatness? Which if the Egyptians could hear the Lord say this, I'm sure their ears would perk up. And they'd say, oh, God's going to talk about my greatness. Whom are you like in your greatness? I'd love to hear this. Who, I want, you know, God's going to talk about how great I am. Let's hear what he has to say. Verse 3. Indeed, Assyria was a cedar in Lebanon with fine branches that shaded the forest and of high stature. And its top was among the thick bows. And so what he does here is he compares Egypt's greatness to the greatness of of the Assyrian Empire. And he uses a metaphor to describe Assyria's greatness, comparing Assyria to a tree, a cedar of Lebanon specifically. Now, often in the scriptures, God compares a kingdom to a tree. Uh, In Daniel chapter 4, King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, he has this dream, and in this dream, he sees this great tree that grew upon the earth, Daniel the prophet interpreted the dream for him and explained that the tree was the kingdom of Babylon under Nebuchadnezzar. So again, you you see this throughout the scriptures where a kingdom is compared to a tree. Uh, The Bible also compares uh, Israel to a fig tree, uh, which is, you know, interesting that God compares Israel to a a fig tree, not, not a Not a mighty red oak, not a cedar of Lebanon like he does here, not a sequoia tree or a redwood tree, but a fig tree. If you've ever seen a fig tree, they're they're similar in size maybe to like an apple tree. Uh, Or if you lived in like a a planned neighborhood and there are like those, like in our, our neighborhood, I've got two trees in my front yard that are you know, every house has the same two trees in front of it, and I don't know what kind of tree it is, but uh, not, not anything special. Uh, that's a fig tree. That's what a fig tree's like. You go to Israel today, you'll see fig trees growing in someone's front yard, or you'll see one out on, you know, by the sidewalk in front of somebody's house, or just on the side of a, a road in the middle of a neighborhood kind of thing. They're, fig trees are nothing special. Not exactly the symbol of strength and majesty like a like a cedar of of Lebanon. But God says, Israel, they're like a fig tree. Matthew 21, Jesus is walking with his disciples along the road and he comes upon a fig tree that has leaves but no fruit. And Jesus expected to find fruit. But since he didn't, he cursed the fig tree and it withered. It's a picture of Israel. Israel had leaves but no fruit. They had all of this religious activity that made them look like they should be fruitful, but they don't really have a relationship with God. It's all just religious stuff that they've got going on. And when Jesus came, he found no fruit. You know, in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus says, when you see the fig tree blossom, you know that summer is near. He was speaking of his his return. Uh, In Matthew 13, Jesus told a parable comparing the kingdom of God to a mustard seed that grows into a large tree. And so he's describing the kingdom of God there as as a tree. Here, the Assyrian Empire is compared to a cedar of Lebanon in its greatness and its power. The cedars of Lebanon 
uh, grew to a height of more than 80 feet. Uh, They were uh, known throughout the world for their beauty and their strength and their, their majesty. The temple in Jerusalem, if you remember, when Solomon built the temple, he used cedars from Lebanon to build the temple in Jerusalem. You know, that just gives you an idea of how uh, luxurious of a material cedar from Lebanon was. Uh, The modern nation of Lebanon has a cedar tree on their flag. Again, a symbol of, of strength. And so here God says to Egypt, you know, who may I compare you to? You're like the Assyrian Empire. And the Assyrian Empire was like a mighty cedar tree that, that dominates the forest. The Assyrian Empire dominated the world at one time. Uh, they were the most powerful empire at one time. They were the world's superpower. Uh, again, he goes on here. He says... Indeed, Assyria was a cedar in Lebanon with fine branches that shaded the forest and of high stature. Its top was among the thick boughs. The waters made it grow. Underground waters gave it height with their rivers running around. That would be the Tigris and the Euphrates, the place where it was planted and sent out channels to all the trees of the field. Verse 5, therefore, its height was exalted above all the trees of the field. Its bows were multiplied and its branches became long because of the abundance of water as it sent them out. All the birds of the heavens made their nest in its bows. Under its branches, all the beasts of the field brought forth their young. In its shadow, all great nations made their home. All of the nations at one time lived in the shadow of the Assyrian Empire. Assyria towered over the nations economically, militarily. Verse 7 says, Thus it was beautiful in greatness and in the length of its branches because its roots reached to abundant waters. Assyria was perfectly situated on the Euphrates River and the Tigris River, and it was situated between the Persian Gulf and the Mediterranean Sea. She had a physical, geographical advantage that contributed to her prosperity as a nation and as an empire. You know, just just natural resources that gave that nation an advantage over other nations. Verse 8 says, The cedars in the garden of God could not hide it. The fir trees were not like its bows, and the chestnut trees were not like its branches. Speaking of other countries, no tree in the garden of God was like it in beauty. It made its beautiful... I made it beautiful with a multitude of branches so that all the trees of Eden envied it it that were in the garden of God. The reference here to the garden of Eden is likely because Assyria was in the area of the traditional location of the garden 
of Eden. And, and he says there's no other nation like it. No other nation even came close to, to Assyria in their greatness, in their beauty, in their majesty. And, and what God does here is God directs Egypt's attention to the Assyrian Empire and says to Egypt, you're just like the Assyrian Empire. The Assyrian Empire seemed invincible. That is until they were conquered by the Babylonians. And, and, and why did Assyria fall? Why did the Assyrian Empire fall? He tells us it was because of their self-exaltation and their wickedness as a nation. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Look at verse 10. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have increased in height and it set its top among the thick bows and its heart was lifted up in its height, that's pride. Therefore, I will deliver it into the hand of the mighty one of the nation, speaking of Babylon, and he, Nebuchadnezzar, shall surely deal with it I have driven it out, look what it says, for its wickedness. This mighty tree of Assyria became proud and arrogant. Her heart was lifted up, and so God delivered her into the hands of the Babylonians. And I want you to note here, underline it in your Bible, highlight it, whatever it is you do. I, in verse 11, I have driven it out for its wickedness. And that's an important verse. God judged the nation of Assyria, this great and powerful nation that seemed to everyone to be invincible. God judged that nation and destroyed that nation because of their wickedness. God judges nations morally. God judges nations morally. Assyria was prideful and did wickedly in God's eyes, and so God did away with that nation as great and powerful as it was. God did away with it. And, and listen to me, Assyria, God judged them, but they didn't know the Lord. They didn't know Yahweh. They, they didn't have his word. They didn't have his commands. They didn't have the Bible. They didn't have Christian radio or Christian TV or YouTube 
or anything at all. Or to put it in today's terms, Assyria was not a Judeo-Christian nation founded on Judeo-Christian values. And yet, God judged that nation. God still held them to his moral standard as a nation. They did not have laws and policies that honored God. They did wickedly in God's opinion. And so, he judged them. Morality is important in a nation. Righteousness is important to God in a nation. Whether whether it's a Christian nation or not a Christian nation. There, There is a moral standard that God expects and looks for in every nation. God judges nations morally according to His standards of right and wrong that are found in His Word. You know, Proverbs 14.34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness exalts a nation. Uh, If you have the New Living Translation, it says, Godliness makes a nation great. Godliness does. Doing what is right according to God's word brings God's blessing and favor upon any nation. Having laws and policies that are righteous in God's eyes brings prosperity. Righteousness exalts a nation. Another verse you could jot down, Psalm 9, verse 17. There it says, kind of the opposite of Proverbs 14, 34, where it says righteousness exalts a nation. Psalm 9, verse 17 says, a nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. A nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. A nation that forsakes God. A nation that forsakes God's ways will be turned into hell. Listen, I want you to listen. You see, you really see this principle all throughout the Old Testament. I just want to read a couple verses for you. Listen to what God says to the nation of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 and 2, if you're taking notes. Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 and 2. This is before God brings the children of Israel into the promised land. He says to them, Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. Just as Assyria was described as this great cedar tree that was above all the other trees, God says here, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. You'll be overtaken, overrun with blessings, because, here's why, you obey the voice of the Lord Your God. God says here, if you obey me and carefully keep my commandments, I will set you high above all the nations. I will exalt you as a nation. Righteousness exalts a nation. I will make you great. And then he goes on in chapter 28 to describe all the ways he will bless that nation for keeping his commandments. 
Righteousness exalts a nation. Godliness exalts a nation. Now listen to this verse out of Leviticus. Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. This is Leviticus chapter 20, uh, verse 22. Listen to what God says here. Listen carefully. You shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my judgments. He's speaking to the nation of Israel. He's not talking to an individual. He's talking to the nation. You shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my judgments and perform them that the land where I am bringing you to dwell may not vomit you out. What's that? He says, be careful to keep all my commands or you will be cast out of the land. You'll cease to be a nation. I'll do away with you as a nation if you forsake my commands. In Deuteronomy 18.12, again, you're taking notes, you can jot that down. Deuteronomy 18.12, God says to the children of Israel, before he brings them into the land of Canaan, he says that he's going to drive out all the nations living in the land of Canaan, all those Canaanite nations. And the reason, he says, he will drive them out is because those nations, listen to what he says, did things that were detestable to the Lord. God says, I'm going to remove all these nations. I'm going to do away with these nations because they've done things that are detestable to me. Detestable to the Lord or disgusting to the Lord. And those Canaanite nations, they don't have a Bible. They don't have Christian TV. They they don't have Christian radio stations with sermons playing all day long and all night long. And yet God is still going to judge them morally according to his word. And they have done things that are detestable to him. So he's just going to remove them from the land. Again, God judges a nation morally according to his law, according to his commandments. Does that nation do What is right in God's eyes or what is detestable in God's eyes? And I think that's a really good reminder for us, isn't it? Righteousness will exalt our nation. Laws and policies that honor God's word will exalt our nation. And laws and policies that are detestable to God will bring our nation down to the pit. There's a, mor- there's a morality that's required for the nation to succeed. For a nation to be blessed by God, they must do what is right. Now, going back here to uh, Ezekiel 31, if you look at verse 12, here he's talking about what's going to happen to Egypt. And he says, in aliens, the most terrible of the nations, again, he's talking about the Babylonians, have cut it down and left it. Its branches have fallen on the mountains and in all the valleys. Its bows lie broken by all the rivers of the land and all the peoples of the earth have gone from under its shadow and left it. He's talking about the Babylonian army. The Babylonian army defeated the Assyrian Empire, this great mighty cedar of Lebanon, as it's described here. The Babylonians defeated the Assyrians in 609 BC, which is just a little bit more than 20 years before this prophecy. He asked me how I 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as we study verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 27, the Lord says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and be careful to obey my rules. No matter how far away you stray from God, He never gives up on you. He always offers restoration and hope, even after you might reject it. What a gift and what love. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, we encourage you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. We also encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with Jesus. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together at 10 a.m. on Sunday to worship our Savior and study God's Word. And we'd be honored to share that time with you. Check out calvaryec.com to find directions and to learn more about the church behind this ministry. Again, that was Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We're so glad you joined us today, and we pray this message has been a blessing and encouraged you in your faith. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the book of Ezekiel when you tune in again, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize